coming up on today's episode of the Money Pants Podcast, how money pants can solve all your homeschooling woes, the two main roadblocks that discourage parents from homeschooling, how to leverage your limited time, energy, and resources to maximize your results, how the unique opportunities of homeschooling can lead to future successful careers, all this and more, but first, the joke of the day. A boy comes home to find his parents sitting at the dining room table looking upset. Son, the father says, you've been expelled. But dad, the boy exclaims, I'm homeschooled. That's the point, the dad replies. Now get out. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Money Pants Superpower Hour. We are your hosts, Hannah and Fontaine Judd, and we're the proud parents of seven sons and six daughters, ranging in age from college student to toddler. We're both BYU graduates and the creators of Money Pants. Head on over to CaptainMoneyPants.com to learn more about what we do and what we're all about. We believe every person on this planet has been given at least one superpower to help them accomplish their unique mission in life. But the only way to unlock those superpowers is through work ethic. That's when greatness happens. And that's where Money Pants comes in. Money Pants is the complete tool set for cultivating work ethic in all aspects of a person's life. Today's topic, how to adapt Money Pants to make your homeschool or home-based charter school a success. So I know you have a lot of thoughts about homeschooling, but I, I think you had that. We had a friend who tried doing homeschool. <laughs> I've actually had many friends. In fact, I'm part of a one of my Facebook groups I belong to is for home homeschool moms who belong to my church, our, our church. And this is an issue that comes up like every other post is about this issue, is about motivating your kids to actually do their schoolwork while you're in homeschool. And so this one friend of mine in particular, she she was really excited. She had a kid in junior high and who was getting into a little bit of trouble and the school was an awful school. And so she decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to homeschool my daughter. And she worked really hard to put together a curriculum. She did a ton of studying, picked out the best programs, got her daughter signed up for the best classes with the best teachers that were available. And she was super excited about it. Three weeks into it, I talked to her and she's like, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm throwing in the towel. I quit. And I'm like, what happened? And she's like, I can't even get my daughter out of her pajamas. She's not doing anything. And I am yelling at her. We're fighting. You've got to get your schoolwork done. You know, this is, you know, this is summer vacation. Three weeks? Three weeks. And it was (laughs) so stressful. And it was, the relationship was breaking down so badly that the mom was just like, I'm sorry. I just have to send her back to school. I can't do this. I can't do this. They were just three weeks knocking heads and yeah, <laughs> butting heads, butting heads. Oh, good. <laughs> Not knocking, yeah, heads. knocking heads. She was tempted to do that. But no. So, but but you're saying that that's a you've experienced that with a lot of people. That's that's not a. This isn't an isolated incident. This is a relatively common it's problem. Very common. Like, where, seriously, every other post from homeschool moms is. Okay, I can't get my kid to do anything. They just want to play computer games. I can't get my kid to get out of bed. It seems like a something we hear a lot. Yeah, not not unique. And well, and that okay. So you bring up a really good point. Like that that see okay. There are two main roadblocks to 
people who are trying to do either homeschooling or home-based charter school. Yes, the, the, and and both of them can can be awesome, and both of them can be the best thing, best decision you've ever made, right? But the two problems people run into where they get stuck is first when they go to design the curriculum, they get overwhelmed because there are so many choices. Yeah, you can do like a whole arts approach and go that that route, or you yeah. can do like everything STEM, where you can. And then do, there's all the stuff within the, that category. Uh-huh. To so choose you can do like from. a sporting approach, and then there's like just there's so much that you could possibly give your kids with a curriculum, which is kind of awesome. Yes, when it, comes to it is awesome. Creating a curriculum because each kid, you know, is unique and different. And you can kind of appeal to their needs and what they what their skills are. And you can have a, a lot of fun designing a curriculum. And it's but that's part of the problem is it's overwhelming. Whereas yeah. traditional public schools, it's kind of like this is it. You can either do this or you can do honors. Yeah, and yeah. That, it, you, you don't have, have a lot have, of choices. And if your kid isn't an honors student or just doesn't have the capacity or whatever, then you're stuck with pretty much one yeah, one thing, approach. And that's it. Well, one and, size fits all, and, and so the other well, that's thing. one of the appeals, though, of of doing either uh, a home based charter school or doing homeschool is you can more customize something to fit your kids' needs. Right, but well, the problem is but, there's just there's too much. Yeah, and but also the thing is is the, about the whole hey, there's all these choices is. It's it's like good, better, best with a lot of best category. There's so much good stuff. It's almost like you can't go wrong because there's so... It, it, chances are you'll end up with something that's good, better, or better than what they would have... As good as, better, or way better than what they would have gotten in school. So, for example... Well, um, especially when we experience that with, with junior high. We uh, just we determined it, we're just not doing junior. We're not doing that. The, the amount of learning that happens, <laughs> at least in our community, for junior high is almost zero. Literally pulling our kids out and having them do nothing would probably be better. <laughs> just let them sleep during those years. They need more sleep anyway. They're super grouchy. If they let, don't get let them sleep. read one book or something and call it good. <laughs> so one year we ran into, and I've mentioned this before, we ran into some serious financial problems due to dishonesty from a business partner. And that just like was overwhelming. And it was taking my time and attention elsewhere. And finally, halfway through the school year, I'm like, I am doing an awful job homeschooling the kids. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving it the time and attention that it deserves. No, 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 no. Uh, we, we, we've we've only homeschooled a couple of kids. You're, you're talking about home based charter school. Yeah, I've done. Yeah, which is kind of the in between. Right. And I thought, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm really, just trying to clarify. I'm but... really dropping the ball here. Mm-hmm. And and so I I was like, I can't be doing this to my kids. You know, not giving them the best of my my attention and giving them the education that I want them to have. And so I think they'd be better off in public school. And I remember and talking so, about this. Yeah, yeah, and so we finally were like, I hate to do this, but that's what we're going to do. So halfway through the school year, we transferred them into public school so they wouldn't be getting behind. And to my surprise and kind of my disappointment, they were all far ahead the, from all the students in their class, they they became the star student, uh, the best at math, the best at art, the best at everything. My one daughter was, uh, they had gate program for the older kids. She was immediately funneled into the gate program. And, and I'm like, I, I was glad, but at the same time, I was like, they shouldn't be. <laughs> I haven't been doing anything. You know, really, is it, are they really that much ahead? 
and I've done such a lousy job, really? And so it made me also realize as I, I was in public school, I a lot of the moms who had gone to the school were touting, hey, the music program, they have this wonderful music program for the school and the kids play in an orchestra. And I was forced to go to many like performances from the school during the time my kids were there. And I had to sit through this school orchestra's performances, their performances, and they were, moms were making huge sacrifices, getting them to school like an hour early, several days of the week to practice. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> awful they were playing like mary had a little lamb they were playing like no you're gonna tell me how amazing they were playing like twinkle twinkle little star only they weren't even doing it well and they had been practicing all semester and i was just like you have got to be kidding and that was so different from charter school where when my kids would do music lessons in charter school, it was from a professional teacher and actual like piano lessons no, we or go to actual the professional. See, and the performances were just incredible. There were some truly yeah. talented people there. Yeah. <laughs> or when they, my kids take art classes, it's not okay. Now you're going to glue Abraham Lincoln's beard on that right, <laughs> you traced. Right. It was actual, you know, S- stuff we frame and putting up in our house. Yeah, yeah, where where they were actually learning fine art, and so the quality's a lot different, even though you're not spending as much time as they do in like in the regular public school the time that you do spend is way more effective because it's it's just higher quality anyway so you're really not gonna go wrong with picking your curriculum my our my only advice there is don't overcomplicate things for yourself keep a simple schedule right because you can if you find yourself driving all over town for things and and overdoing it. And you can. You can yeah. quickly overdo or it. Or if you're doing school from 8 in the morning till 7 at night, it's, it's too much. So try, try to focus on a more simple, simple... But, um, but, but that was our friend. That yeah. wasn't her, pro- her that problem. Wasn't her problem. The problem wasn't choosing a curriculum. Her problem was the second roadblock that the parents run into. Roadblock. So the first roadblock is, you know, choosing a curriculum. But You know it's what? Really... You're not going to go wrong. Do eeny, meeny, miny, mo. You'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. But the second roadblock, the major problem parents run into when they try to do homeschool or home-based charter school is figuring out how to motivate the kids to get their work done. Because what happens, and this was your friend, where uh, her daughter was not motivated to do anything. There wasn't... There were no deadlines. There were no teachers. There were no social pressures of classmates. There There were no projects due. It was just like... Well, there were no grades. There were it, no, it, yeah. There, there was no, there, there were no deadlines. There, there was no motivation for her to even get out of her pajamas. And that's what, and that's what parents run into over and over again, especially those who are new to the game of, of homeschool or home-based charter schools. They're like, I can't, my kids don't want to do anything. They don't respect me. They don't listen to me. They're not responding to. So, and that, and that actually is a problem because they're really, unlike, unlike, the curriculum roadblock where there's all these curriculums. And you know what? Even if you're doing like a home-based charter school, you get assigned an education supervisor. You have an ES who actually helps you craft a curriculum for your kids and follows up every, what, three weeks? Yeah. Isn't it every three weeks? Yeah, but but and, even they, they can't help you well, no, but I'm saying roadblock with, with, of, the, with the curriculum, with the curriculum, you have yeah, all you have these all tools. Support. You have support. But when it comes to motivating your kids, 
there's nothing, there is no support. There's no, there are no ready-made out of the box solutions for motivating your kids to learn or to apply themselves. And it's just a shame because they have like, when you're doing the homeschooling, there are all these opportunities for them. And so it's okay. I'm going to quit saying home-based charter school. I'm just going to, I'm going to lump that in with homeschooling, even though it's not. But moving forward, I'm just going to call it homeschooling. Yeah. Is that okay? If, right. if the mom's the main teacher or the main decision maker. Fine, fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll call ca- it We'll home. call it homeschooling, even though uh, we're including, you know, home-based charter school in there. Yeah. But the, the idea is that motivating your kids to do their homework outside of the traditional brick and mortar is kind of hard. Well, yeah. And you know what? It's complicated by the fact that a lot of stay-at-home moms uh, will send their kids to school. And then while their kids are at school, that's usually when they do their shopping. That's when they clean their house. That's when they get right, all their errands right. done. And so, um, so get the kids so, out of the house so I can clean the house. So Absolutely. if they're transitioning over to homeschool, all of a sudden they don't have those hours to go do a bunch of things. And not only that, but the kids are home. And if there are kids home, they're messing up. There are people living there. They're <laughs> fixing food or they're, you know, there are people there. The house gets a lot messier than if everybody's gone at school and work all day. Right. Because if, if you clean something up and everybody's gone, it stays clean. Right. But when there are a bunch of kids home, even if there's one kid or two kids home, yeah. all of a sudden there's more messes. So, and so, when you clean something up, it doesn't stay clean because somebody's going to mess it up. And then so that the kids aren't getting their schoolwork done and you have to sit there and babysit them and be like, okay, now answer this question. Now answer that question. Well, and if, you have to walk them But if they're fighting you every step of the through, way, it's just miserable. Yeah. And then instead of school ending at three, you know, it's five, six o'clock. You're getting upset. Dinner isn't made. Your husband comes home or your wife comes home and they look around the house and they're like, what have you been doing all day? And you and the kids are mad at each other. The house is a disaster. Nobody learned anything. And And dinner's late. I hate homeschooling. (laughs) Kind of the opposite. Everybody's upset. The house is chaotic. This is not what And no people, learning took place. Yeah, nobody like, envisions it going this way. It's kind of the opposite of what yeah, you were hoping yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, And it doesn't need to be this way. It does not need to be this way. But but that is an actual, this is not uncommon. Well, when, okay. When, when you make the transition, these are things that you have to be prepared to deal with and, well, and adjust I, I, to. I think, though, if you stick to it, I think most people figure something out eventually. Yeah. But... It, but well, but like the, the your friend who was trying to get her daughter to do homeschool, she just she's like I'm getting too angry. At three weeks, she, she's gonna like you know what you're gonna end up. Uh, she's gonna she's gonna end up you know being living in a box or something because I'm not I'm not doing it. You know? <laughs> I'm not doing this no <laughs> for my sanity. So so um, so we want to talk today kind of what we think is a wonderful and easy solution that actually works really well, and that's to to adapt money pants to homeschooling to homeschooling. Yeah. How how to use money pants with homeschooling? I think is kind of the, today's topic, and the neat thing about money pants is it's already set up. It, it's all about rewards, rewarding kids for completing daily tasks. That's that's the idea. It's already built in, mm-hmm. um, but it comes with a twist. Where you know you think rewards, and you're thinking, well, I think like ice cream, but we're talking monetary rewards. But the twist is this is money that you were already spending. Anyway, 
Money Pants utilizes the money you were already spending, but instead of just giving your kids things, you're now going to give them opportunities to earn those things that you used to give them for free. Yeah. So instead of just handouts, you're giving them opportunities. But it's not, it won't cost you a dime more than you were already spending because it's money you were already spending. Yeah. Well, for example, if you're homeschooling, let's say, hey, I'm going to take the kids to museums and I'm going to, you know, and you're planning like fun field trips. Well, guess what? You're planning on spending money on those field trips. You're planning on maybe stopping at a restaurant or you're maybe planning on buying souvenirs or it costs money to get into the zoo. Well, instead, if you're using money pants and you know that those are things you want to do, and your kids want to and do them. And your kids want to do and them. And your kids want to do them. Then what you do is you put that into Money Pants as things that they can earn as they get their schoolwork done. Okay, and I'm going to share a tip, though. When you're first starting out, a lot of times the kids don't believe you're going to follow through. Or they don't know how cool the zoo is or how cool the museum is or how cool the, the national park is. And so you may have to give them a freebie to kind of... Uh, wet their appetite, so to speak. Be yeah. like, okay, well, you know what, guys? If you get your homework done, we'll, we'll go here. Or you just say, you know, this is going to be the field trip and it, there are no strings attached just to give them a taste of what future field trips will be like. And they're like, oh, Big Trees was awesome. Or the beach was awesome. The tide pools were amazing. And so then the next time, yeah. When you set up the well, reward, now they know what to expect. And they're like, oh, I'm totally getting my homework field done. Field trip. Yeah, yeah I want to go on a field, field trip. Field trip means something really cool and exciting. But when you're first starting out, the kids may not know, know what, what a field means. trip entails. And they're like, meh, who cares? Field trip. But if, they, if they've been on one and they're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, that's, I'm totally that's motivated. Kind of like, that's something I want. That's kind of like um, I recent, last year I said to Blackstone, I said, hey, Blackstone, do you want to play basketball? And he goes, No. No. I just like football because he had played football. He's like, no, I just like football. And so I I said, well, let's go to this basketball tryout. You don't have to play basketball if you don't want to, but let's just go to the tryout. And he went to the tryout and it was, you know, doing all the drills with other kids and all this. And, and he came out of there and he goes, I love basketball. (laughs) I want to play basketball that, you know, and then he was excited to earn the money for it. Right. Um, but before he wasn't really sure what it was. So he, didn't know, so he had to the, have kind of the reward didn't mean anything because he, he didn't know what he was working. Yeah, towards. he had to yeah. kind of try it out a little bit. So. So, yeah, that's a that's a good a good point. So but but those that can that actually you can use that as a reward. You can use sports teams or a uh, swim team or, or whatever as the reward for getting their work done. Yeah. So a lot of the home based charter schools, they'll uh uh, they'll actually pay for a lot of the extracurricular activities. Like they'll pay for dance lessons. They'll pay mm-hmm. for the music lessons. And you're like, well, how is that going to work with money pants? Well, there's a lot of things that they don't pay for. For example, costumes. They don't pay for performances, costumes, performances. Yeah. They don't pay like if you're taking dance, they don't pay for the dance shoes and, and, the, and the uniform or the basketball shoes for basketball yeah. or the basketball And a lot of them, um, yeah. a lot of them do not pay for sports teams. And so one thing I found with homeschooling, and I noticed this the first time I I kept my oldest son home, he was having some health problems. And this was before I had really gotten into the charter school thing. And But he was having some health problems where he was having insomnia. And we didn't know what was causing it at the time. And so I ended up keeping him home and only him home. 
And he was a very social guy, very popular in school. He was in second grade and had tons of friends, was, you know, just kind of a cool kid. When I kept him home, after about three months, four months, he started getting socially awkward. And, and we, my husband and I call it the homeschool look. Your husband? Oh, you, you and I, <laughs> you, you and I refer to that. Yes. Then you are my husband. You and I refer to that as Just checking. the homeschool Make look. Make sure you got the right person. Here. Um, and where they're like. The homeschool look. Yes. Yeah. Very, and where they're that. scared of other people. They're just kind of awkward. Socially awkward. I hate and that. I hate that look. They, they. I don't know, their clothes, their hair, they just kind of, it's the homeschool look. Yeah. And my husband, like, or you, as you just said, (laughs) you, you in the shirts. I'm not wearing a shirt. Wait, yes, you are. (laughs) Um, You're right. I'm not wearing pants. No, 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 I don't like this. (laughs) Stop. Oh, let me tell this story. <laughs> anyway, um, my you, <laughs> you, you said, you know, uh, this isn't, this isn't good. This isn't right. And it was at that point that I found, okay, he needed social interaction with other kids his age. He mm-hmm. wasn't developing age appropriate social skills or problem solving skills. Right. And what I found at that point was if you put a child on a sports team where they're having to work with other kids their age mm-hmm. and learning teamwork with other kids their age, it normalized them. It got rid of the the that that lack of confidence, social confidence. That social awkwardness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it also made it so they weren't lonely and they it kind of satiated that that need to socialize. Mm-hmm. And whereas before they're like, oh, I miss my friends at school, whatever. As soon as you put them on sports teams, they no longer feel that way. They're right. like, oh, yeah, I they see have their them social three group. times a week. Yeah. I th- after school, I, I get my schoolwork done. I go play soccer. And, mm-hmm. I, and that's enough. <clears throat> anyway, so most of... And it's great because it's it counts as their PE, you know. And right. Well, so no, that's why a lot of the double, charter schools will duty. will pay for it because it does it satisfies yeah, it the PE requirement. It, it depends on your your charter California school. California is stupid, so <laughs> it just um, it used to, but California like outlawed yeah. it or something. So anyway, so but the point is, a lot of a lot of kids who are homeschooled really look forward to being on teams. And whether it's a dance team, whether it's a sports team, and it's great because it also happens to give them the physical exercise that they need. But it's that social outlet. But most of them are willing when they're in that in the situation of homeschool, they're very much willing to save up money to join. Forget the team. willing; they're excited. Yeah, yeah, they're, they they're look, genuinely, they genuinely excited about look that. Forward to being on a team. No, no, no. Caleb saved up I think four hundred and fifty dollars, like when he was what eleven. Yeah. To pay maybe 350 It was a huge sum of money. He he mowed lawns all summer. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And he knew because he knew football was coming up. And he started saving, I think, as soon as the football season ended from the previous year, he started saving for the next year. Yeah. And he was he mowed lawns that summer and he saved all his money and because he knew it was coming up and he was excited about yeah. it. And most kids, unless there's something physically wrong, really look forward to the physical interactions and, and the, the camaraderie with their 
peers on, on some sort of sports team. It, it, maybe it's baseball, well, maybe it's, it's basketball, maybe it's football, maybe it's soccer, maybe it's swim team. Because, you just got to find that for your kid. Because that same kid, Caleb, who was so willing to earn sp- the sports when he was 11, when he was younger, he was having health problems. And when we had him in sports, he he just wasn't really into it. And he wasn't enjoying yeah. it. He wasn't... He was like the last kid it running was, after the ball. It was torture. He was and out there. And it was there. torture. Yeah. And it looked like, huh? Anyway, we figured out that he had some food allergies and, um, and some environmental we changed, allergies. We yeah. changed his diet. And overnight, he turned into an athlete <laughs> who was like super excited to play sports. So, yeah. so yeah, keep in mind, that's a real thing. If your kid has some health issues that are affecting their energy, they're not going to enjoy sports. A healthy normal child is meant to run around and play sports yes. and be and and play on the playground and play tag and, and run around and on the soccer field that's normal so, if, if, yeah if, if you're finding that your kid doesn't want to there's probably you need to look off. into yeah. um, health issues and that's, because that's, that's a different topic that's kind of a, a a clue there that something's off but so, so. Let's, let's get back to this though using money pants as the kind of uh, the mechanism or the the way of uh, helping kids achieve those things, the, those, those rewards. I think, I think soccer, Let, let's just take soccer for an example. Your kid has played soccer in the past. And this goes back to the comment I was made before where maybe your kid doesn't know how much fun it is. You brought up Blackstone where he didn't uh, know how much fun basketball was. Yeah. So you, you took him and you gave him like a taste and he's like, Oh, I, I love, love basketball. And he, he had all those other. <laughs> I want to play that. All those. I think it was a social <laughs> thing though, because all those other kids his age and they were way better than him. And he's like, "Well, they can do these things with the basketball." I want to do that. <laughs> I want to do that. And he was excited about it. So you need to kind of wet your kid's whistle, so uh-huh. to speak. But once they have it, or maybe they played in the past. Whatever the case, find out what sport it is they're excited about. And we'll just use. Let's say it's Sally. We're going to take Sally. She loves soccer. Here's how it works. This is like a real world example of how you would use money pants to help your kid do their schoolwork and and to use it in the homeschool situation. Sally loves soccer. It's coming up. She knows it's coming up and you know it's 150 bucks. It used to be you would give, you would pay for everything. You'd pay for the registration and the cleats and the soccer ball and all that and Sally would go play soccer. And you'd be happy to do it because because it had so many benefits. Yes, and well, Sally loves it. You love it. It's good across the board. There's health benefits, there's social benefits. It gives her an outlet. All these great things come from soccer. And we, we're big proponents of sport of, of, of team sports. So, absolutely. Yeah, you're like, absolutely, I'll fork over $150 for the registration. Small price to pay. But we suggest there's a better way. Don't pay for it. Instead, take that $150 and set it aside and let Sally earn it. Say, Sally, soccer registration's coming up. <laughs> and now <laughs> Sally has the opportunity to earn that $150 herself. And how does she earn it? What does she do? Um, she does her job, uh, which in this case, we'll say it's dishes. She makes her bed. She cleans her bedroom. She She's a peacemaker. She practices the piano 20 minutes a day, brushes her teeth. And then here we go. She completes her math assignment. She completes her science lesson. She completes her da- uh, grammar worksheets. She watches a history lecture on great courses. Uh, and then, of course, there's other things like um, getting to bed on time, exercising, and all that. But she gets her schoolwork done, and she gets paid for it. And then... It slowly, the, the amount, it slowly trickles into that account and she watches her piggy bank get filled up until right about the time when that's due, 
She's got that $150 in her sports and dance piggy bank, and she knows it's for soccer, and she's the one that pays for the registration, and she's the one that pays for the cleats and the soccer ball and the jersey and the shin guards and, and all the stuff associated with soccer. And some really, really cool things happen. Some really cool things uh, occur. The, the results are amazing. For, for instance, uh, first of all, she, she develops good habits. She develops really good study habits, but she also develops good bedtime habits. She develops good uh, brushing her teeth habits. She develops a good journal writing. You know, all these things that she wants for herself and you want for her. And you're not having to babysit her on these things. She's like, she's the one going, okay, I got to get my math done. Oh, I got to get this done. Get uh-huh, that done. Uh-huh. And you'll find that they are getting, if they know what their assignments are and that they're there for them, they'll be getting them done independently. Right. And she and as quickly as possible. <laughs> so that, that happens at the home on a daily basis and it's really fun to watch. But then once she's earned that $150, now she's the one that's supposed to spend it. And this is cool. The registration, fine. 75 bucks, whatever it is, she pays that. But the soccer cleats and the soccer ball and the jersey, she's like, she's the one buying those things. And so she goes to the store and there's the $75 pair of cleats. There's the $50 pair of cleats. And then there's the sales rack. Guess where she's going? <laughs> right to the sales rack because it's her money. And she understands the value of the money that she earned because... It's like, you'll you'll find your kids saying, I'm not spending $75 on cleats. That's no ridiculous. Way. That's ridiculous. Where instead of the opposite situation, we're like, mom, buy me these. I need I the high-end Adidas. Those ones look stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> instead, know? she's like, oh, sales rack for me. And it's really yeah, cool. Yeah, look at all this money I saved. <laughs> And she buys maybe, and maybe uh, she gets a pair of, of shin guards from a friend, or, or gets a you know from Goodwill or wherever mm-hmm. where they're cheaper. Yep. And but then once she's bought that stuff, guess who's taking care of it? Is mom the one nagging Sally to put her cleats away and put Don't her soccer ball? Your ball. <laughs> Heck no, Sally. I, I, I've told the story before, but when Falcon first started playing basketball, I think he was six. And he, he's just that kid who loves basketball. He was, he's built like a basketball player. He's got a mind for basketball. His favorite color is orange, for crying out loud. And he bought himself a pair of basketball shoes that he had saved up for. And I remember telling him, okay, well, here, here are the rules for basketball shoes. You never wear them off the court. Meaning they only touch the hardwood. You don't, otherwise, you'll ruin them. If you're running around in the grass or on the asphalt on the or on the cement, yeah. you're going to ruin them. You'll lose the traction. Only wear them on the basketball court. And I left it at that. He took that to heart and he would wear his sandals. He, he would take his, his basketball shoes still in the box into the, uh, into the basketball court area, take off his sandals, put his basketball shoes on, do his practice or play his game. And then as soon as that was over, he'd take those shoes off, put them back in the box and put his sandals on. And as soon as we got home, he would put those shoes up high in his closet. He still does that. He was six. <laughs> what six-year-old has that level of commitment and, and that level of responsibility to take care of their stuff? Oh, that's right. One who bought their own shoes. One who bought them himself. He understood the value of those shoes. Anyway, and we say the same, the exact same thing will happen with Sally. She'll be taking good, good care of her jersey. It won't be wadded up in the laundry basket. No, she's going to make sure it's washed and ready for the game. You don't have to worry about her shin guards getting put away or, or her soccer ball being put away. And... When it comes time to practice, she knows how much she paid for registration to be on the team. She's not going to be there uh, sloughing off. Mm-hmm. She's going to pay extra close attention and listen to what the coach has to say. And 
it's really cool because she takes care of her stuff. And of course, then there's the corollary to that where mom doesn't have to. Right. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's less, there's less well, stress on mom. And then she learned, she learned money management skills. She learned shopping skills. She learned. Right. So, so yeah, having your kid pay soccer, you handing over the money for that, that's good. But you can, uh, and you get a lot of benefits from that, but you can get even more, more benefits more. from it if you allow your child to earn it. Mm-hmm. Then you're you're just doubling the amount of benefits that, that you get. So it, you're leveraging this one thing and really making the most, the most of it for both you and Sally. Because she, think about it, she developed all these good habits. She's getting a good education. There's less fighting with the homeschooling thing. And she's still getting to play on this sports team but she's learning a lot of character lessons and taking better care of her health Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. taking good care of her room getting dressed in the morning brushing her teeth and so it just relieves so much stress from the situation if you have a system like this in place now you can use this idea this money pants idea without like purchasing the app you can implement the concept. It's just a lot easier right, right. to use the app. Um, because well, that's why when we made you were it. Explaining, yeah, <laughs> that's why we made it. It's because we tried, it, tried doing this for years and years without the app. And we would always say, this would be so much easier if we had an app that did yeah. this for us. Because uh, as you were explaining, you're like, hey, soccer's coming up and you can earn it these ways. And mm-hmm. one of the nice things about that I love about using the app is it calculates okay, how much money she's going to need to set aside each week in order to pay for soccer if it's on this date. And it also makes sure that the amount that you're paying your kids is reasonable and that it is actually possible for them. And it's in line with what you were spending. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's in line with what you're spending. It works with your budget. So it does all the nitty gritty calculations that... Yeah, maybe you could do money pants with one kid all in your head, but as you have two or three kids and they're involved in a lot of things, I don't know. Even one becomes, kid gets really complicated really more fast. Complicated, and so it just makes it very easy for your kid to be able to check the app and see, okay, I've got this money here going in this piggy bank, and I've almost got soccer saved up, and oh, I'm getting behind on my, you know, mm-hmm. you know. It does. And it they does know all what that. they need to do, and it, and that way you're not having to babysit that and micromanage their budget, and your kid's not anxious because before we had the app. Remember, our kids would sometimes be anxious about spending right, their money, right? Because they didn't know they'd be like, oh. I really want to play soccer. So if they got invited with their friends to like go no, see a movie. No, I remember Trixie getting, Trixie got invited to see a movie. Yeah, she did. And she's and like, I, I can't, I don't, I don't know that I, I'm, I'm not going to have enough money for soccer. So I can't. And I really want to play soccer. And we realized, oh, she pro like, she doesn't know. But she definitely had enough money, but she didn't know. She didn't know she, how much of it, if she, she would have enough by the time. And so. By the time soccer occurred, she had enough and to spare. But at the time she was invited to the movie. She hadn't earned all that yet. And so she and was like... And she was anxious. Yeah. And she's like, I, I, can't, I, I can't. And so when we were... And so she uh, missed out on an opportunity because she didn't know. Yeah. When we were working with other families to develop Money Pants, we were kind of doing little beta tester groups to mm-hmm. see what we could develop with this that would work for other families, not just our family. That was a problem other people's kids ran into where they... 
they knew they had this responsibility, but then they were scared to spend any of their money on right. anything else. Mm-hmm. And because they didn't know if they were going to have enough. And so one of the great things about the app is it takes all that anxiety out. And does all and, the calculations. Yeah, it does all the calculations. So let's say your kid is saving up for soccer and they do get invited to the movies. They can look at the budgeting portion of the app, look at their piggy banks and go, hey, I'm on track for saving up for soccer. I'm not behind at all. And I even have some fun money here in my fun money piggy bank. I know exactly how much I, I have can, too. <laughs> I, have, I have $15 in my fun money piggy bank. I can spend on whatever I want. Yeah, I want to spend yep. it on yep. the movies. So, and they don't have to worry, oh, is this going to make it so I can't play soccer? They don't have to worry about that yeah. at all. So, so, and then I wanted to go back real quick. You mentioned the benefits of the kids learning money management, especially when it comes to shopping. Something really cool happens. They know they have a finite amount of money. They spent 75, Sally spent 75 bucks on soccer registration. She's got $75 left for the the jersey and the ball and the cleats and the shin guards and socks and everything else. Mm -hmm. She's at the store and there's the $75 cleats, the $50 cleats, the discount rack cleats, et cetera, et cetera. And something really magical happens. She's there looking at all the prices and then she does this. Mom, what do you think? (laughs) <laughs> and it's the coolest thing because instead of you, the parent nagging them and telling them, oh, you can't afford that. I don't want, don't get those. Those are stupid. All of a sudden now the tables have totally turned and now the kid's coming to you for advice and listening and very excited. Like, what is mom going to say? What does mom think? Because, oh, wait, mom does know. I had to work hard for this money and it's my responsibility. And, and I want somebody who maybe probably knows yeah. more than I do. And I'll, I'll listen to their advice. And it's really cool to yeah. watch. And it's very satisfying. Um, okay, And then there, of course, we kind of mentioned the benefits for the parents. So Sally's earned the money. She's about to play soccer. The benefit for the parent it includes, you know, if you're doing this in conjunction with homeschool or with, with, with charter school, you get that higher level of satisfaction knowing your kid is getting a good education. Mm-hmm. You, you and the kids. You didn't are, waste your time creating the plan. The plan's being carried out. They're actually getting their work done. That feels really good. And the kids are getting an excellent education. Like, so there's the satisfaction knowing your kids are learning, but there's also the satisfaction of knowing what they're learning is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's less conflict in the home. Less stress. All of a sudden, as we mentioned, where a lot of the responsibilities that mom had been taking on, or dad for the, in, in this case, a lot of the responsibilities are now put back on the kid where they belong. Sally should be responsible for her own soccer ball and cleats and, and her own and activity. And for getting her own schoolwork done. And, and, she, and she should be in charge of her own education. And her own room cleaned and practicing the piano. These are things that she should be responsible for. And it's wonderful because, yes, that's exactly right. She should be responsible for those things. And you're teaching her at a young age, this is your lane. This is your, your responsibility. Yeah. This is your, your realm. I love that. The, the home is cleaner. The And it's more organized, despite the fact that there are actually more people at home. Mom has now mom has less free time during the day because there's all these people home. She can't just leave and go shopping and run errands like she used to or when the kids the are gone at school. And- now the home is still clean and organized, despite the fact that there are more people living there. And the added bonus, the kids are learning to do the jobs. Yeah. I remember that great comic years ago where <laughs> there was a guy who just started a new job and and one of the old 
employees walks up to him and says, well, as a, uh, as a new employee, here's the broom, sweep the floors. And the, the new employee goes, but I'm a college graduate. And the guy goes, oh, okay, well, then let me show you how to use it. <laughs> where, okay. where no and i remember when i was in when i first got to college and one of the ras was lamenting that nobody knew how to use a how to use a mop they didn't understand the working end of a broom and i was thinking what how could you not and then i saw it firsthand where some people had no idea how to, to vacuum how to clean a toilet how to how, how to make a bed like they didn't have these laundry. basic. Oh, and how many people destroyed their laundry because <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing, and so these are all benefits that your children get. I had never done my laundry, my own laundry before college. Yeah, but your mom was a stickler with the laundry. It wasn't because you didn't know how to work; it's because you were never given the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, because we never like that was just never a job I had learned. That was so, always my mom's job. But the the, the benefits are huge, um, and then of course the kids. You know, they, they develop that work ethic, study skills, better health, more confidence. I mean, confidence in their ability to learn. How cool is that? To not have to worry. It removes that fear of study, that fear of my capabilities. Am I going to be able to pass a test? Am I going to be able to do well in school? Am I, am I going to survive in college? Yeah, you're going to be fine because you're developing the, those study skills. You you become more well-rounded. You're, the kids become more well-rounded because they have this it's the balanced attack with with habits. We we recommend, you know, 10 habits, two from each of the five categories, you know, social, emotional, spiritual, physical and and mental. Those are the, you know, the five categories. You have two habits in each one. You're going to be well-rounded. And oh, the kids learn, you know, these great financial skills, you know, budgeting, spending, research, shopping. And we and we haven't even talked about that. The the I call it the eternal principle of shopping where you you learn that the best deal isn't always the first thing that you're presented with, that sometimes you have to go and look around at different places and maybe you'll come back to that first place and go, oh yeah, that was the best deal. But nine times out of 10, as soon as you start shopping and looking around, you find, oh no, there's a better deal over here. See, how many stupid mistakes could you avoid in college if you like learn this like from the time you were little, you know, how many stupid mistakes do kids make with money and with budgeting? Oh, yeah. And with where they get I, off the college oh, and they get a credit first, card. If you're first married and, uh-huh. and you haven't really ever done these things exactly. before. Whereas if, if from the time you're little, you're already being introduced to these concepts, you can avoid some really horrific mistakes later on. Because this, this, these will be no-brainer things to you. This is, I've been doing this since I was eight. I've been doing this since I was yeah. five. <laughs> you know, I just. A lot of major financial you, mistakes can be start, avoided. Even yep. if you started later at 17 or 18. Better than nothing. It's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, that's like. Or 22. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you're still at home. Because yeah. a lot of kids are still at home because they're going to the community colleges uh-huh. or whatever. But at some point they have to go off on their own. And how much better would it be to to have this responsibility on a smaller scale instead of, okay, your mom and dad take care of all of this. Mom and dad take care of all of this. Okay, you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and so it just, this is, this is great because it just, it's a little thing. Money pants is a little thing, but it's very efficient. It accomplishes, helps you accomplish multiple things all at once. And that's kind of, it reminds me of, it's funny that we're doing this because 
if you've ever read the book, that old book, Cheaper by the Dozen, the dad in that book, he was an efficiency expert and he was obsessed with efficiency and getting things done in the most efficient way. And so we have a large family and it's funny, just by virtue of having a large family, you become obsessed with how can I get the most bang for my buck? How can I use the limited time, the limited resources, the limited energy that I have and get the most out of it and do it in the easiest way possible. Mm. And so that's kind of what Money Pants is, is yeah, you could put your kids in a budgeting class and you could do all this. Oh yeah, you could you know, teach them this life skill and help them cultivate this. You could use Money Pants and just kind of get it all done at once. Right. <laughs> so, and it's all carefully integrated. Yeah. And it's, just, it's, a, it's a simple system that kind of does all of that all at once. The neat thing about it is you know, the, the kids, they do. They, they learn all these life skills. And they, they develop financial skills. And they they develop an abundance of personal talents. Yes. Now, that's a huge one. Because, like, if you're in, if you're doing homeschool, a lot of times it's because you want to do something more than just reading, writing, arithmetic, Well, and no, history, especially with the science. cut downs in, in the school budgets. Now, that a lot of schools don't even offer art. They don't, don't even offer, offer music. music. Yeah. They don't offer these and other things. And it's really frustrating where it's like, now the kid, okay, I have children who are not going to be doctors or lawyers. And wh- why are they taking these high-level math classes? I actually have children who are incredibly artistic. And in the public school system, that's not even cultivated anymore. That's a, that, that, it's a huge waste where I have truly talented and gifted children in some of these areas that are outside the purview of the school and the school's a waste of time for them, really, where they're they're focusing all this time on reading, writing, and arithmetic. And well, it's like, well, they got they, they have a good level of that, but they there's just like they don't need to be taking calculus. They don't need to be. That's just not where. But also, they're literally in the public school system. They're not getting the opportunities to develop the talents that they do have. I, I think that's more of the issue is well, that's they're like that. This is all that there is. And in reality, there are gross limitations. I guess, I guess yeah, that's, it's that's limited. my point. Yes. Education is limited. Not that it's bad, but that it's, it's so yeah, limited. Yeah, yeah. Calculus is good. It's just that nothing else is offered, but you know, calculus isn't for everybody. And that's kind mm-hmm. of my point is like, yes, you should have a basic foundation for all these things of, you know, science and math and, and English, but, Beyond that, I really don't think some of my children need calculus because that's just not going to help them in their lives. Yes, they should know algebra. Yes, they should know these basic math principles. But beyond probably geometry, they don't need it. So why not give them more art classes? Why not give them more sports classes? Why not give them something that's more in line with who they are and what they're going to be doing in the future? Well, this reminds me of a funny... Or business classes. No, this reminds me of a funny story. When I was in seventh grade, I asked my mom to homeschool me because I was starting to get into trouble in sixth grade. And I felt myself... I just wanted to be popular so badly. And I I had started going off track and then I had pulled myself on track. And I'm like, I just can't do this. I need to step back from school. And How are you uh, that mature in seventh grade? Well, I I was aware that I wasn't was the problem. I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't want to do stupid things, but I knew I I could only handle so much. And I knew I needed to step back. So I asked my mom if she would just homeschool me for one year. And she agreed. And one of my best friends was like, oh, you're homeschooling? I want to do that. And so so her mom said, okay, you can homeschool. 
So my mom it came up with this awesome curriculum. It was super challenging and, you know, math, science, you know, intensive writing and grammar. And my mom was just worked really hard to give me this killer. Very, very rigorous. Oh, yeah. And just so you know, I was ahead for the rest of high school and into college <laughs> because of the things I learned in seventh grade that one year from my mom. And um, she's the reason I aced every grammar section of <laughs> through high school and college. Anyway, so meanwhile, I'd go over to my friend's house. Her name was Tessa Barbarian. Tessa, if you're listening, you can laugh. Anyways, I'd go over to Tessa's house. And she hadn't picked up a math book. She hadn't picked up her history book. No, she was in the kitchen, ma- kitchen making lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'd come over and she had made a fancy fruit salad. And she was always just cooking things and laying by the pool. She wasn't getting any schoolwork done. And I thought, what a shame. She shouldn't be allowed to homeschool. She's not doing, she's she's making homeschooling look bad mm-hmm. and she's not going to do well in the state testing. She's not going to be able to get in college. She, this is going to destroy her future, right? Well, years later, after I got married, we were living, we were living in LA. Uh-huh. Tessa Barbarian gets in contact with me and she calls me and I was so excited to, I, she had moved away after that seventh grade year mm-hmm. so, and we had kind of lost contact with each other. Well, Tessa Barbarian, when she called me, guess what she was doing? She was working as a personal chef for a U.S. ambassador tra- <laughs> <laughs> traveling around Europe. <laughs> what a loser. Yeah, what a loser. Guess what she does now? She's a chef? She's the head of a, a college, a college a culinary arts department. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> what a waste. What a waste. Anyway, so, oh, that's so awesome. that, that. But that was kind of my point. I, 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 didn't, I didn't articulate it very different, well. Yeah, not everyone is going to be a doctor. Some people are going to be personal chefs for ambassadors. Thank goodness for them, too. I love to <laughs> yes. eat it. And so Tessa was actually, that's where she really got to develop her talents and her interest in cooking. And she's just taken it and run with it. But for a lot of us, but um, you could, you that's could... one of the reasons that we want to do homeschooling is because we want to fit in these extracurricular activities. Like I have a daughter who loves acting and she's taking film acting classes and she wants to go to auditions and she wants mm-hmm. to do these things and that's just her that's not all my kids that's this one child whereas other kids are into singing or or cooking or these computer things you know maya our one son's like really into creating stuff on maya Mm -hmm. 3d modeling um, 3d modeling anyway so the great thing is you can incorporate that into money pants and set goals within that where i mentioned my one son wanted i I asked him what he wanted to do to develop his talents and he told me his goal with with maya is he wanted to start earning money he wanted to get onto fiverr and 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 start getting clients and i said well how are you going to do that he's like well i need to i need to watch it and he's 11 he's like i need to watch a youtube tutorial every day that's what i want to do i'm like great let's put it on money pants and he does it every day he watches a tutorial and and then practices it and improves his skills at 3d modeling and so or let's say you're paying for expensive piano lessons or singing lessons and maybe it's being paid for through the charter school but this is a a huge opportunity well 
as you know, that opportunity doesn't go very far if your kid isn't doing their practices at home. Right, right. So if you put that on money pants, it, all of a sudden you go from having to beg your kid to practice to them doing their practicing and doing it consistently and actually progressing at a much yep. faster pace. Yes. And so really getting the most of the time and the opportunity they have in the homeschooling environment. When you can really craft a customized curriculum for each mm-hmm. child with money pants. It's, it's really easy. All you do is you just figure out what exactly, what skills they want to develop. Yeah, and ask them too, you know, and, and get their feedback yeah. and, and have them decide on these personal. And then they're goals. excited about it and they're getting rewarded for it. And it's just, it it's so much more efficient. And I, I think that's, really what we're all about. I know some people think it's like an allowance app or if it's a home organization app, but it's not. At the end of the day, Money Pants is just about being more efficient with what you already have. Using your your resources. Your your limited time, your limited energy, and your limited money and other resources to maximize the good that you can do in the home. That's really, at the end of the day, we're just we're just efficiency experts. We're not parenting experts. We're not psychology experts. We're we're actually not experts on a whole lot of anything, but we do think we've really hit, we, we kind of hit our stride when it comes to being efficient because we do. We have limited time, limited money, and limited resources. Energy. And oh, yeah, <laughs> limited and, limited, energy. and limited energy. And this real money pants really helps. And so if you find, you know, you find yourself at, stuck at home with a kid who doesn't want to do the whole homeschooling curriculum, try, try money pants. Just give it a whirl, try it out. And see if you know maybe some of these some of these tips would would help out and and don't be a statistic, <laughs> don't don't be one of those that tried for three weeks and threw up their hand, threw in the towel threw their hands up in the air and went forget it I'm sending you back to public school you know where you know maybe there's an opportunity there that money pants can help you help you achieve. That's all the time we have for today, right? Yeah. So if you like what we're having to say, if you like if you like the podcast. And if you want to hear us talk about a topic maybe you're curious about or have a question, go to our website, go to, I think it's support, and then contact us and send us an email. And maybe we'll uh, look at what you have to say and we'll do a future podcast on a topic that, that you want to hear from. And that's it. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy another song from Falcon Jasper and his fancy, funky fortissimo. We'll see you next time. <laughs>